Merkel Media. You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? It's sick, but I'm lacking a placement. Thoughts as I rap in the basement, but my come up is legend, is greatness. I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal. I can never quit now, I will never settle. Puppet to the game, I'm pulling strings like Geppetto. We in the same game, but I'm on a different level. I passed it. Gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket. No fake round, but you feeling too plastic. Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic. They say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket. Wow. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be. All the hate is a heavy rotation. You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. I think it's becoming just crystal clear that the backup center spot is not remotely postseason ready. And Montrez Harrell, back-to-back games where I would say it's probably his worst performance of the year. And brutal from Doc Rivers to see that out of the whole game Monday. He gave Paul Reed a quick three minutes of run in the first half and then to go back to Montrez Harrell in the second half. So that was rough to see. Uh, like you mentioned with the size difference, this is just not a matchup for Trez. It's not that there are really any matchups for Trez, but this one specifically with the amount of length and athleticism is brutal for him, and it showed. So uh, that was a big takeaway for me. It's just the backup center spot is not ready, and we're kind of running in that same circle of trying to figure out how to survive when Joel Embiid is not on the court. Yeah, I think a lot uh, mirror a lot of that with the Magic specifically. They, they do a lot with... Um, similar problems that they bring up as the Raptors with the Sixers. They got a lot of length, a lot of size um, at different positions, wing and, and and forwards. So they do cause a lot of problems. They just throw three guys at Embiid and make somebody else beat them. On Monday night, nobody could beat them. Uh, he got a really good game out of Harden tonight, spacing the floor, um, attacking the mismatches when he got them. Uh, and when you're looking at down the line, he was 6-10 from three. Games like that from Harden, you can't take for granted him being able to do that, especially late. Um, when Embiid didn't have to play much of the fourth quarter because Harden took over, it's it's really nice to see that. But I texted Sean a few times during the game just saying, Trez has got to go, man. There's got to be another answer. Uh, I, I think that that's the biggest thing I took away from tonight is that there just has to be a guy that can play defense and protect the rim. They're really missing that, especially uh, in the second unit. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's like... And I've heard before that Doc doesn't look at analytics. And part of the reason... They had all the disagreements in Boston with Danny Ainge, and then they eventually traded him, which is still hilarious to me. He got traded. They were like, if we can get a first-round pick for this guy, he's out of here. And he just doesn't. He's not going to look at a plus-minus. He's not going to look at really anything. But I don't even think you have to look at analytics to see what's going on with with that. Um, You know, I just... It's wild to me that putting Trez out there, not just Montrez out there against a team like this with, with length, uh, Montrez and George Niang at the same time a lot is just really asking for a layup line and that's what happens most of the time I mean I saw situations where Niang was trying to guard Paolo Boncaro one on one 
And he was like shooting over chairs in a gym, man. He was like, oh, cool. Wide open mid-range jumper. Here we go. Wide open mid-range jumper. So, yeah, the backup center position is still the biggest thing for me. I mean, what do you guys think it is with, with Doc? Is, does he does he have some kind of obligation to Montrezl Harrell? Well, I, I guess, like, I asked that question, and then I look at last year, he did the same thing with uh, DeAndre Jordan and Paul Millsap. Um, I don't know. Which is it? Does he Does he love these guys, or does he absolutely hate Paul Reed? I saw Paul Reed get called for a moving screen, and I said, that's it. He's going to get benched for the next six months, and he didn't come back in the game. <laughs> What do you think it is? Yeah, I do think it's a little bit of the obligation thing. I think like these are the Doc's guys that obviously he's got the history with Trez uh, from his time with the Clippers. Uh, there's the Houston connections. There's plenty of things connecting Montrez to the, this current Sixers organization. So I think there is a little bit of that selling point of like when they come here, like we have a role for you, but you get just got to be able to like look at it with your eyes and identify. And, and when a guy just doesn't have it, you have to just have the guts to pull in. And I don't think Paul Reed is like a finished product or I, I, I'm, I'm sick of banging the Paul Reed table because it's just not going to happen. It's mm-hmm. very clear that like Doc's mind is made up on this, but just like you, you just got to have either whether it's the guts or, or the brains or whatever it is to kind of figure it out that this isn't working. You can't try something else. And I think the second half seeing him go back to Montrez, which again, kind of as expected, but that was especially infuriating for me to just kind of like, the evidence is right there in front of me and you just continue to run for it. So it is kind of the same thing with DeAndre Jordan and uh, it should spell out to Daryl Morey that he has to bring someone else in here. Yeah, it seems like he waits for Paul Reed to make the mistake. He's he's almost looking for it. Uh, when he goes into the game, he's waiting for him to, to do something that warrants him to be pulled out of the game. And I, I don't know the loyalty, what it is with these older guys. I think Doc has some sort of affinity with the uh, the aging big, the aging backup big. and they've been able to to fill that role for him. So I think it's almost partly Daryl Morey's fault as well that they they kind of uh, oblige when Doc Rivers is looking for um, that that aging backup center position. So I don't really know what it is. I think it at, at this point is the uh, the biggest issue coming into the trade deadline as we're, we're about a week away. So um, they definitely have some options here and I'm really hoping that they pull the trigger on one of these moves because I really think that 8 to 10 to 12 minutes of Montrezl Harrell in a playoff game can actually lose you the game. And we're going to run into that problem because we've seen it time and time again with this team. Yeah, either that or, or Embiid's going to have to play like 44 <laughs> minutes in playoff games because when it does happen, it seems like the only option then is like to get back, Embiid back in the game uh, right away. And it happened in the in the first half in this game. And uh, right when Embiid came back and he took the ball, he went right to the rim. He's like this, you know, we were up by... 15 and Orlando went on a 12 to two run. Uh, and then it was suddenly a five point game or a three point game. And then a came back in and tried to keep us alive. It's like he, it's like he has a Superman cape on. And as soon as he walks off the floor, everything falls apart and he has to come back in and save it. Uh, it's, it's frustrating, but um, you know, it, again, it is the matchup thing against Denver. He did the same thing with Montrez. And I don't know if, I don't know. I don't think I really watched Montrez intently against Denver, but it didn't seem like we fell apart as much uh, when Embiid went off the floor against Denver. Do you guys think that's just like what the matchup is? Like Denver doesn't have nine, six, eleven dudes out there. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, Zeke Nanji or Nanji, however you say his last name, was their primary backup that they're rolling with. Who it just frankly isn't that good. They also have DeAndre Jordan, and I think it should kind of be telling that. Uh, he is not clocking any minutes for the Nuggets over there, <laughs> even though he was signed a second into free agency this year, which was even nuttier. But uh, I don't think Denver is that much like a threat from a, a backup big man. And 
I mean, Trez is, has never been known for his defense and looks like he's lost some explosiveness. So when you combine that with the fact that he's six foot seven and somehow playing center in today's NBA, there's just like not a lot there to work with from a, a defensive aspect. So there's like spots where you can hide them when there's really not that like attacking threat because there are very few big men that are true like offensive threats in today's NBA. Their primary grunt guys uh, protect the rim, uh, get putbacks, get rebounds. There's just not a lot of uh, true offensive centers, but there's also like very average-looking guys that Montrez can make look like terrific uh, offensive threats. So you got to be careful how you hide them, and like the spark and the intensity, which I do like out of Montrez. Like the the things that I guess we were looking for offensively from him are such basic basketball skills, as far as like being a role man dunking when there's no one around you, catching lobs, which he really can't do at this point in his career. He is no longer a lob threat, which was a big part of his offensive repertoire. Uh, like James Harden can make just about any big man look good in the Montrez Harrell role, but I don't think he's different, differentiating enough offensively. Like His self-creation ability really is not really there anymore. And I think those kind of signs of offensive upside, that being gone paired with like the defense never really being there, it's just not a plus NBA player anymore. So you can kind of hide him at times, but at the end of the day, he is who he is. Yeah, I know you guys mentioned a little bit earlier the the lineups with Niang and Harrell in there. And when you're looking at a, a front court uh, of two guys that can't get up and down the floor and haven't seen a lot of those guys dunking a little bit either, it's like the transition defense is so notably bad throughout this game. And it's something that has been you know plaguing the Sixers throughout this season. But specifically here, like Montrez just wasn't getting back. He's not really punishing on the offensive boards like he has been before. And then he's not getting back on defense. And with a team like this, that's just hungry and, and going out there with something to prove every single night, uh, he gets run off the floor. And it's it just gets worse every night when you see it. And, and teams that have the length and the size, uh, the youth and the athleticism, they just make him look even worse than he has in previous games. So I, I don't know that there's an answer on this team. And that's why I'm looking ahead to the guys that are available. I know Sean and I talked about it a lot yesterday, but like even I'm looking in the comments and seeing a lot of names that I, I still don't like too much. I, I need a guy that's athletic that can rim run and that can protect the rim. And I, I feel like if you can check those three boxes, you can fit with James Harden in an offense. So I, I think that there's a lot of guys out there that that match that. So we'll see how it goes uh, over the next coming days and weeks. Yeah, and for people that that are going to watch this or listen to it and and just say like we won the game, why are you guys being so negative? We're really the whole season, we're always looking towards what's what do we think this team's going to look like in the playoffs against the best teams. We know you can win 50, 55, maybe 60 games uh, in an NBA schedule if you play the Charlotte Hornets, the Orlando Magic, the Houston Rockets. You know How many good matchups do you really get against juggernauts with all of their players on the floor, the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Denver Nuggets? We, we've played up to, to teams like that, which I think is a great sign when you look at what we could possibly look like in the playoffs, and then you you just play these these tough matchups of teams like this that uh, aren't like half court uh, savvy teams, aren't like experienced playoff teams, but are just young, athletic, and are going to rebound and are going to run. Uh, so you know that, that's where I'm at with it. But with, with the so we're we're focused on I think what we think is the one major weakness of this team. That's that's why we sound negative. We're just looking at like we know we're a strong team, but there's this one glaring weakness that I think we have to take care of. It's the Do- the Doc Rivers Daryl Morey dynamic is just so interesting to me because I feel like Daryl Morey drafted some guys that he thought were could could possibly fill that role and one's gone, the other one's basically gone 
Um, so now it's like, do do you think these guys are on the same page? You know what I mean? I often I often wonder like what the communication is like, or do you think Daryl's doing his job? Like I have to get a guy that I know Doc is going to play, so I got to find a vet. You know, that's probably why he signed Montrez Harrell. He he knew he didn't trust Paul Reed, and the Montrez Harrell thing. You know, he has his moments where it looks like, oh, look, Trez still has something left. But realistically, like in the grand scheme of things, he just, I mean, Seth Curry was doing layups over this guy. Like he can't defend anybody in the NBA. And it, we just have to, you know, we have to accept that. Uh, Doc's not going to accept that. So do you think Daryl's doing his job? Like I, now I got to go get a guy that I think can fix this issue or Doc's going to keep playing Montrez Harrell. And we have no other options. Yeah, I think there is a little bit of that like balancing act. Like even looking back at this summer, there was a part of me that kind of Montrez was obviously like a a pretty late addition to this team. There was a part of me that wondered if he was going to have the roster come in with just Charles Bassey and Paul Reed as the two big men to basically like force stock to play them. And like you don't have an out here. Like these are our guys. And obviously we know how things turn that Montrez came in, Charles Bassey went out, and uh Trez who has the connection with Daryl Morey too. I, I would like a little bit of outside the box thinking here. Maybe a, a guy that, you know, neither one of you have ever have experience with. Like, let's try one of these like 350 other players that neither of you guys have uh, worked with before. But either way, if they're going to kind of recycle from that same farm and I don't, it's, it's tough because you obviously want to have the trust in your coach to just bring in like the top tools and like have him juice the best out of it. But if you kind of, kind of have like setting it up for mindset, it's just not quite the same shakedown. And I also think there's a, a change up in like Daryl Morey has been pretty open about kind of diminishing the value of a backup center a little bit. Like he's talked about how like they're only going to play limited minutes in that. The difference between that on this Sixers team and just a general NBA team is you're backing up Joel Embiid. So you're backing up the guy who, when steps off the court, is the most important player on both sides of the court. So it's not like you're replacing like just a normal like guy that rim runs, sets screens, and gets rebounds. It's like you're replacing the guy that does everything. And I get a lot of it is also on James Harden to like step up, run a second unit, and everything like that. But there's just bigger shoes to fill, and that like needs to be kept in mind when looking at like what guys you're seeking out. Yeah, definitely. And I think Maury has done... Um, I think it's a little bit twofold. Like, I think he he definitely has to think about the the factor of is Doc Rivers going to be favorable to this guy? Is he going to want to play him? Is it worth you know moving assets to then gain that guy and him not get minutes? Um, has to be a factor to some degree with Maury. But I, I don't know. It is such a marginal position when you're looking at the minutes that they will play in the big games, the games that matter the most. But I think as Sixers fans. This has just been a recurring theme over the last, you know, five years, the, the entire time of this contention. Um, since the beginning, like you, you, we talked about Greg Monroe yesterday and thinking about back to that Raptors series and how that, uh, series was essentially dictated by the fact that they didn't have a, a reliable backup center. And then you move forward and, uh, you just look down the line, whether it's Dwight Howard and just different teams have had the same problem and it's become so frustrating because there's no answer. You know, DeAndre Jordan is not the type of guy that can play in the playoffs. Montrez Harrell, you know, we've mentioned it a handful of times. It has basically got Doc Rivers fired uh, in LA for not <laughs> being is. able to play in the playoffs. So it's not that it's not that I'm you know super down on this team by any means. Actually, I think we're at a, a, probably the best point that we've been all season. But when you're looking at this and and the the potential and the outlook of this season, you're going to be looking at a deep playoff run, hopefully again. And hopefully, when you're you're doing that, it becomes uh, more important to have a significant backup center that can play those minutes and not just drop off. Really, you're not asking them to do too much. You're just not asking them to get run off the court. 
And unfortunately, I think we're in a situation where your backup center looks like he might get run off the court again. Test me, test me, test me.